Hello, I'm Dr. Andy Foster, and you're listening or watching on the eGP Learning platform. In this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the common non-technical problems that we can experience with video meetings and how you can go about solving them. Don't misunderstand me here. Video meetings are great. They have certainly been essential during the pandemic when face-to-face meetings have been really, really difficult. I don't want to diminish any of that or how helpful they can be. Uh, They are magical, a modern marvel, particularly if it's the first time that you're experiencing them. They're very, very powerful. But after experiencing them a lot uh, and for quite a while now, it has become clear to me that it can be hard to make progress with certain types of issues, problems and certain sorts of work. Sometimes you get that feeling that something isn't quite right and you're not making the progress that you would want to with your group and in your meetings. And I've begun to see that there may be a darker side to video meetings. Cue picture of Darth Vader. Perhaps that's a little bit melodramatic, uh, but there are at least some negatives of video meetings that I think it's important to recognise, diagnose and uh, put a course of treatment in place for. I'm not talking about technical issues here, but more the fuzzy stuff, the softer things that are important to get certain jobs done. Interpersonal uh, things, team dynamics, collaboration tools, consensus building, uh, all of these things seem to be much more of a challenge in video meetings, in my opinion. Um, I think it's important to understand this, uh, what I'll term the darker side, in order to return balance to our meetings and potentially to our lives. In this video, I will explore some of those soft problems with video meetings and how you might go about solving them. Hopefully, you can use these concepts to diagnose problems in your own meetings and formulate the right interventions to improve the situation. I have some suggestions, but once you understand what is happening, I'm sure that you'll start to come up with your own. So let's look at problem one. Um, lurking. Uh, We've all been in meetings where many, perhaps most people can be represented by those little black blank boxes or perhaps a photo if they're more tech savvy and have been able to upload an image. Um, We've all probably been one of those black boxes or static images uh, at one time or another ourselves within meetings. Um, Don't get me wrong here, lurking can be a good thing and there is a time and place for it. Um, It does save bandwidth if people turn off their cameras Um, or you can multitask while you stay in the loop on a meeting or an issue. So there are some roles for it. In some meetings, such as bigger gatherings, where many uh, people are there just to watch, like an announcement or a briefing, it's really not an issue. Uh, But sometimes it can be a problem. Uh, What is going on behind that blank box? Uh, Is the person paying attention? Are they on board? Are they actually there? Uh, Or more importantly, is that person okay? They might be a struggling student, a struggling um, trainee, GP trainee, for example, um, or a staff member that needs some support. Uh, These can be really important questions, uh, particularly in a dispersed team, uh, such as, say, a GP training scheme, where trainers and programme directors um, also have a pastoral role to play. And where picking up early, where people might be having problems, um, is really, really important to getting the right outcomes. So some suggestions to help here. Um, I think it's important to set some ground rules for smaller meetings. It might be that you agree that everybody should have their video on. Um, Do work to bring everyone into the conversation. Um, Going around the room is a really helpful tool um, and make sure that everyone puts their camera on and contributes at some point in the meeting, um, even if they're lurking for the rest of it. And I think good chairmanship is really, really important here uh, to make that happen. 
if you're a manager or a trainer or you've got some sort of pastoral role for the people in the meeting, then it might be sensible to schedule more one-to-one or small group meetings to check in with people. And you could have a particular focus on those people that you feel are, are lurking with their camera switched off. Problem two, uh, I'm going to call this the panopticon effect. So uh, indulge me here. The panopticon is a design solution for prisons developed in the 18th century. It's an architectural solution and system of control that allows prisoners in rooms built in a circular or semicircular arrangement to be observed at all times from a central guard tower. The idea is that prisoners never know if they're being watched and they regulate their own behaviour because Big Brother could be watching at any point in time. Is this a good idea? Uh, Perhaps it sounds logical. It's not my field. Uh, But this contract has been uh, criticised for being dehumanising and totalitarian in nature. uh, And we don't see many prisons built like that uh, these days. So maybe not such a good idea. Who knows? Not my field. Um, Video meetings aren't as bad as this, of course, um, but I have started to feel some parallels, Um, particularly when when your camera is switched on and when your microphone is on and you're contributing. Everybody sees and hears everything, and it's often being recorded. This can make it harder for individuals or groups to express dissenting views, uh, discuss controversial issues, or uh, perhaps test an idea that, that might be amazing. Or it might be completely off the mark and be embarrassing. Um, these are all healthy team behaviours and it's a shame uh, that video meetings can make them more uncomfortable. So what can we do about this? Um, again, some further suggestions. Um, do you consider, do you really need to record these meetings? Um, it's great to have that record there. It's good that people can potentially watch a recording and catch up afterwards. But weigh that against the potential downsides and maybe agree not to record the meeting or at least not record everything and all parts of the meeting. Um, People managed to take minutes and notes beforehand. People managed to catch up. They were able to miss out on meetings uh, before. There's no reason why that can't be the case going forwards. And the scribes and people taking minutes will cope. Uh, The chairman can also play an important role here. They can be uh, clear um, and create an atmosphere that welcomes uh, or actively asks for controversy, challenge, all those wacky ideas. So again, roll for good chairmanship. The next problem, problem three, um, is no space for small talk. Uh, so in the US, people talk about these uh, these water cooler moments or water cooler conversations. Uh, these are those casual chats that uh, help people get to know each other properly, keep up with each other's lives. Um, It's where people form and maintain and where they repair relationships. Um, I think particularly in the early parts of the pandemic, um, some people had to lean into and on uh, relationships that we had with people in other parts of the system because things just needed to happen. And I think without these water cooler moments and that sort of separate space to uh, repair those relationships and check in with people outside the meetings, um, I think we've started to Uh, degrade and spend some of that relationship capital. So I think this is important to consider and think about how you mitigate that and make space to uh, repair and maintain those important relationships. Um, These are also a place where people can test out ideas uh, with individual people or small groups. They can be a really great place for innovation and sharing and swapping thoughts. It's also a space where people build and support coalitions uh, behind ideas or actions. 
this might be office politics, uh, but office politics or politics in, in, in general with a small p uh, has been an important point of change and getting things done for, well, forever. So it's important that there's still a space for that too. Uh, these are also good opportunities for people to um, ask for help. They can give advice to colleagues or mentor colleagues. So, um, you know, if this, these conversations don't happen, then I think as organisations, we are missing something and we are missing out. Um, that period of time before or after physical meetings uh, used to be a great place for these activities when people would arrive a little bit earlier or while they're waiting for the colleagues to arrive or where people hang around a little while after the meeting to you know, catch that person for that key conversation. Uh, with video meetings, people just drop straight in uh, at the anointed, the appointed time of the meeting, and people tend to leave immediately afterwards as well. So I think it's not a surprise that we are missing that space for small talk. Suggestions. Well, you could make it clear to people that they can arrive early for the video meeting. Start that meeting early. Make it clear that people can hang around afterwards to chat. Uh, you could even schedule these in the meetings and include them in the invites um, as, as, as optional extras for people who feel that they need it. Um, it's important to maintain those relationships and those can be maintained in, in, in other ways outside of the meetings if the meetings aren't doing that job. Um, chat elsewhere, electronically, WhatsApp, Teams, uh, pick up the phone, call people, even pop out and visit people. I know I've had um, more telephone conversations with colleagues um, since we've been doing more video meetings, actually people just checking in between and before and after meetings just to check that things landed okay with me. Um, and I think that that's, that's quite healthy. So people are obviously mitigating it against this in their own way. You can also use that private chat function uh, within the meeting uh, for some of this activity. Uh, you might want to be very careful about who you're sending the message to, uh, depending on the nature of the message. Um, I've also known some people um, or groups of people chatting on another platform while they're all in the same meeting. Um, I think this has its place and has its role as well. Um, do you consider scheduling um, time within meetings or even separate meetings um, to ensure that there is space within your organisation or your group of people um, for this sort of small talk to happen? So I don't think there's any harm in, in scheduling time for small talk um, as an experiment, perhaps, and seeing what happens. The next problem, problem four, um, is poor creation and collaboration tools. So in video meetings, there are no sticky notes uh, that you can stick to walls. There are no flip charts, whiteboards. It's hard to do breakout discussions or have table discussions. Um, so I can hear you, some of you about to say, oh, but, but those are there, the, the, the platform manufacturers are introducing them. And it's true, the major platforms and smaller ones are really trying to provide replacements or virtual copies of this sorts of, these sorts of collaboration tools. But so far, I've had quite clunky and unproductive experiences of those. And I'm not sure they're quite hitting the mark. Um, my video meetings have not proven to be a good place to get down to uh, more complex collaborative projects such as service design, mapping out of processes and considering the structural restructuring of organisations. They are not, in my experience, very creative spaces to operate. Some suggestions. Well, I think recognising... Um, the problem is the first step that um, you might need to work harder or create um, a separate space for that sort of creative work. Um, setting homework for individuals or smaller groups um, to be creative and do that 
thought work outside of the meetings has been really helpful in my experience. Also, the scheduling of time within meetings, um, just, just blank time where you ask people to pause and think as an individual or the smaller group that they might be with um, about some sort of question and then come back, I think is really helpful. Um, and th there are some tools out there for collaboration. And actually, on most of the major platforms, there are functions for breakout rooms. And people have started to use these in meetings I'm attending, and I've actually found them really, really good. Um, people in smaller groups can have um, a less formal conversation and get deeper into issues and then report back to the main group. And I found those actually quite useful and helpful. If you're the organiser of a meeting, I think it's really important to, to learn how to use these room functions and experiment with some of the other functions and start to introduce them. Uh, but of course, you could just um, consider, should you just meet up physically? Um, I think sometimes there is no substitute for that. The fifth and final problem that I'm going to talk about today is the fact that there are now just too many video meetings. Video meetings really reduce the cost of calling a meeting. They make it so much easier to get people together. There is no travel time. There are no parking problems. There is no catering to think about. Uh, no limitations are imposed by the size of the room. The meeting can be as big as you like. There is no reason to leave anybody out. I think that's why we all get so many invitations actually. Um, it's also, as someone receiving the invitations, it's, it's a lot easier to just accept invitations to attend meetings for all of the same reasons above really. Um, plus you could always be a lurker, you could always multitask and go through some of those administrative um, tasks that you need to get done in the background. Um, you know, why experience any fear of missing out when you can always be present at meetings? Um, all of this, of course, has a downside, and it means that myself and probably lots of you people out there are just spending more time in meetings than ever before and struggling to get everything else done. So this ease of calling meetings uh, and convening meetings and going to meetings has a flip side and a problem. Suggestions. Well, I think ask yourself. Ask of yourself if you really need to be at that meeting. I think there's no harm in missing a meeting and maybe catching up with a colleague who, uh, who, who went to the meeting, maybe spread the load of meetings with a, a meeting buddy so you can update each other about the meetings that you miss. If you're organising a meeting, then um, do focus on the meeting basics. There are lots of resources out there available for this, but, but ask those questions. What are we trying to achieve? Do we need a meeting for it? Or can this be done in another way via email, WhatsApp or Teams chat? Who actually needs to be there? Um, if you're informing a group of people or canvassing for input, then um, you can need a big meeting. Uh, but actually, if you really need to get something done, then a smaller, more targeted, more uh, discerning uh, meeting might be the best way to go. Uh, you know, think about how long you need to schedule that meeting for as well. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. You know, it might be a meeting that's actually more akin to a catch up telephone call with more people on it. So just consider how much time you're going to be scheduling and spending on that meeting. And, and if you're done, stop. You don't need to use all of the time or ask the question, should we actually have an old fashioned physical meeting? Remember those? Uh, I think I do. But I think it's been a while since I've been to one outside of my practice. So. There we have it, the darker side of video meetings, or at least some of those sort of softer, squidgy, non-technical problems that uh, people haven't talked about enough, in my opinion. And we've also covered some suggestions about how to uh, contain those problems, how to address them, and how to restore some balance to the force that is 
video meetings. We have looked at lurking. We have looked at the panopticon effect, the lack of small talk, uh, the lack of good collaboration tools, and the fact that there are just too many meetings that we get invited to and that we accept invitations to. We've also looked at a number of solutions, but really it boils down to um, having a good chair, I think, who understands the new problems that video meetings can throw up, sets the right ground rules for that group, creates the right meeting culture, realises that there are certain jobs, such as complex collaboration, that video meetings are just not good for, and who questions whether the meeting really needs to happen and is not afraid to use other mediums, such as chat, email, one-to-one calls, or perhaps even that good old-fashioned face-to-face meeting. So thanks for watching. Subscribe, comment, follow. Check out our other content on video meetings. Uh, there have been some great videos on the EGP Learning challenge, uh, channel over the last few uh, weeks and months about using meetings, so be sure to check those out. So thanks very much. I will see you in the future.